Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day, and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Largo Resources second quarter 2021 earnings webcast and conference call. At this time, all participants are in listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. I would like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Alex Guthrie, Senior Manager of External Relations. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining our second quarter 2021 earnings conference call. On the call today, is Ian Robertson, our co-chair of the board, Paulo Misk, our president and chief executive officer, Ernest Cleave, our CFO, and Paul Vallant, our VP of commercial. To, to accompany the call today, we have uploaded a supplemental webcast presentation, which is available on our website at largoresources.com. Our Q2 2021 financial statements and MD&A are also available on the website, as well as, as, well as on CDAR and on EDGAR. Before continuing the call today, I would like to remind you that some of the information you will hear during today's discussion will consist of forward-looking statements, including without limitation those regarding future business outlook. In addition, non-IFRS financial measures such as cash operating costs and cash operating costs excluding royalties and revenue, revenues per pound sold will also be discussed during today's call. Actual results discussed during today's call could differ material from those anticipated, and risk factors that could affect those results are detailed in, in our annual information form and other public filings, which are available on CDAR and on the company's website. Additionally, market and industry data contained and incorporated by reference during today's call concerning economic and industry trends is based upon good faith estimates of our management or derived from information provided by industry sources. We believe that such market and industry data is accurate and the sources from which it has been obtained are reliable. However, we cannot guarantee the accuracy of such information and we have not independently verified these assumptions upon which the projections of future trends are based. On our call this morning, Ian will provide an update to the company's corporate mission, give further highlights to our overall strategic plan, and then close out with an update on our progress at Largo Clean Energy. Paula will provide an update on the company's operational sales, sales results, and Ernest will follow with the financial results, accompanied by Paul Vallant, who will then provide an update on our sales and trading division, as well as an update on the Vanadium market. Paula will then conclude with final comments. We will then open the lines for questions, and we kindly ask that you restrict your questions to two, and then requeue if you have any additional questions to allow others the opportunity to participate. And with that, I'll turn it over to Ian. Perfect. Um, thanks, Alex. Um, good morning, everyone, and appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us uh, on the call and, and online. Uh, I thought it might make sense to, to start today with a bit of a personal introduction, since I haven't spoken to you on the earnings calls in the past. Um, at my core, I'm an unapologetic entrepreneur. Uh, for the past two decades, I've had the privilege and, and honor of serving as, I guess, the first a chief executive officer of a company called Algonquin Power and Utilities Corp., a company that was founded by myself and uh, a colleague, Chris Jarrett, 
we're immensely proud of having grown this company to a 12 billion US dollar um, organization listed on the TSX and NYSE. It's included in the TSX 60. And uh, perhaps most meaningfully, it's delivered a greater than 20% total annualized shareholder return over the past decade. And while Leading Algonquin was gratifying. I'm sure it's not surprising to many of you that as an organization gets to the size of Algonquin, it gets harder and harder to, to I'll say, fully flex one's entrepreneurial muscles. And consequently, three years ago, uh, we signaled to the capital markets that Chris and I would be seeking someone to fill our shoes at Algonquin. And last year, we were able to successfully complete the exit. We founded the Northern Genesis investment platform last year. And over the tw past 12 months, we're gratified to be able to secure over a billion dollars in, in investor capital. I'm proud of our first <coughs> pardon me, investment in electric bus and, and truck manufacturer Lion Electric, and it's been a strong commercial and investment success. If there's one thing that my experience at Algonquin and subsequently with Northern Genesis has taught me, it's that the path to organizational success, in my view, leads through and may actually be paved by a cogently articulated approach to sustainability. And it's not at all surprising to me that employees and customers, investors today want to actually, quote, believe in the organizations for which they work, from which they buy, and into which they invest. And, and clear ESG alignment across the organization, I think, is part of this dynamic. When I was approached to, to join the board of Largo, the initiative to transform uh, this organization to a company that can make and will make a meaningful contribution to society's renewable energy transition really struck a resonant chord with me. In some respects, it feels like a continuation of my life's work at, at Algonquin. And I'm really proud to be able to contribute to helping guide this organization through this really exciting time in its life cycle, which maybe is a a good segue to a few thoughts on the energy transition uh, landscape. I'll say firstly, and I'm sure this comes as no shock at all to everyone, the global transition to cleaner renewable energy is well underway. Uh, I will say it's being led by attractive economics of renewable energy, but really tailwinded by strong societal pressures on corporations and governments worldwide to deliver more sustainable energy solutions. There's probably a couple of uh, important trends to, to highlight and that are evident in these secular shifts. And firstly, as I mentioned, it's really the economics that are driving the integration of low-cost renewable energy sources into the grid. There is no cheaper source of energy than that from a wind or solar uh, farm. But a reliable electric energy grid obviously needs to deal with the inherent intermittency associated with these generation sources. Obviously, solar doesn't work at night. Um, secondly, there are, there are clear impacts on energy demand and consumption patterns uh, arising from phenomena such as the electrification of mobility, those, all those Teslas actually matter, climate change. And lastly, to accommodate the flexibility demanded by customer choice, which organizations like Amazon uh, pioneered, there are continued efforts underway for grid modernization and reinforcement. Energy storage systems, which have the capability of storing electrical, in this case, we'll call it renewable energy, when it's abundant, and then deliver it on demand when it's needed, are going to play a key role in addressing each of these trends. And specifically, you're going to hear a, a continued story about long duration, which we kind of define as greater than four-hour storage, that is evolving to be more valuable than that of short-duration storage in facilitating the energy transition uh, to renewables. 
As we look at Largo's decision to become, I'm going to say more than just a mining company by shifting its focus for its vanadium uh, to the uh, energy storage industry, a number of factors were considered. Firstly, Largo's confident that it has one of the most competitive long-duration energy storage products available. Vanadium flow batteries, based on Largo's technology obtained in the 2020 purchase of the intellectual property of a company called Vionics, is superior to that of other offerings. And we believe it represents one of the lowest cost, most durable, and practical solutions to long-duration storage. While Largo historically competed in the vanadium commodity market, generally on cost and purity, this superior vanadium redox flow battery technology will allow Largo to sell a product which is now differentiated on dimensions other than cost. Secondly, Largo expects that the energy storage market presents a higher value and faster growing use case for Largo's vanadium over the current world market as an alloy and strengthening agent. And unlike the conventional market for vanadium, according to Guidehouse and other large market research firms, the energy storage market is large and growing fast, with the long duration storage specific total addressable market forecast to grow at a compounded average um, annualized growth rate of more than 30% for the coming half decade. And thirdly, Largo has the unique opportunity to create sustainable competitive advantage for itself. I will say that no other producer of vanadium-based batteries enjoys the guaranteed access to high-quality, high-purity vanadium and the financial substance and stability which is provided through the integration of Largo's energy storage business with its highly efficient and profitable vanadium production operations. I think it is important, though, just to note that this opportunity for sustainable competitive advantage really arises as a result of the company's world-class vanadium mining and production capabilities, which were de developed from the dedication of Largo's existing mining professionals. And accordingly, this strategic shift toward the energy storage business is really facilitated by the ongoing efforts of the Largo mining team as much as the efforts of the members of the energy storage team. And shortly, you know, quickly before I think, hand things over to Paolo, I'd like to offer up a couple of comments regarding, regarding our organizational why. There's a guy named uh, Simon Sinek, and he's an author, and he claims that organizational stakeholder loyalty is actually created not by the what and how of one's products, but rather than the why of one's existence. And he wrote a book called Why Start With Why, which details his thoughts here. And I guess I, my thought is that integrating Largo's vanadium production expertise with its energy storage technology provides an opportunity for our investors, our customers, and maybe as importantly, our employees to reimagine this organization, to reimagine it laying claim to being a force for good in the world, to reimagine it with a bigger, more inspiring why. Specifically, our vision articulated with excitement is that Largo can now play a meaningful role in enabling the planet's transition to 100% renewable energy. Our vision states the why for our business. The what and how of our business is, is obviously to lever Largo's experience as a successful vanadium mining company to become the leading vanadium-focused energy storage company. Our mission success will come from being the supplier of choice, delivering 10% of the global demand for long-duration energy storage, which and the next three years is forecast by Guidehouse to exceed 30 gigawatt hours a year. We're going to accomplish our mission 
through our unique vertical integration, our responsible business practices, and perhaps most importantly, from the commitment of our talented team. And we're confident this strategy represents the foundation for significant long-term shareholder value creation at Largo. If it sounds like a transformational shift is, is underway within Largo, you'd be right. We are committed to our plan outlined recently at our Battery Day back in June. In recognition of this shift to become more than just a mining company, a corporate branding change is underway. We believe that dropping the word resources from our name will help reinforce alignment between the perception of our what and how and the statement of our why. And you can see on the slide here a sneak peek at our new name, Just Largo. With that, I'll turn things over to Paolo for an update on the company's operations sales progress in Q2. Paolo? Thanks, Ian, and thank you for all the guidance regarding uh, our clean energy division and the energy sector. And thanks for everyone to join to the call today. We are very pleased to report solid year-over-year -year growth in most of our key metrics, including a substantial increase of 119% in revenues per pound sold and 197% increase in total B205 equivalent sold, supported by a very robust Vanadium market. Paul Holland will give an update on the positive developments in the Vanadium market a little bit later on this call. With respect to COVID-19, the company's operating results were not materially impacted by the pandemic this quarter. Where possible, the company's workforce continued to work remotely and we continue to employ operational measures intended to protect the health and safety of our employees and contractors. As we've noted throughout these unprecedented times, we remain fully committed to protecting the health and safety of our people and continue to maintain the necessary protocols to help mitigate the spread of the COVID-19 at our operation and throughout our local communities. I will highlight that there has been no severe case among our employees and contractors. And at this time, it seems that the worst period is over, as we just have confirmed case only one amongst our workforce in the last two weeks. Moving on to our operational sales progress in Q2, I'm pleased to report that we delivered total production of 3,070 tons and total sales of 3,027 tons of B205, representing an increase of 20% and 197 over Q2 2020, respectively. The increase in production is attributable to the kiln upgrades and cooler improvements implemented in January 2021. On a monthly basis, V205 production in April of 2021 was 1,092 tons with 1,075 tons produced in May and 903 tons produced in June. The lower production too was due to a reduction in the total material mined that occurred during the transition between mining contractors. That was being already completed by the end of June. It's not gonna impact uh, the production at all in the third quarter. 
With respect to our capacity increase project, our operation team concluded the commissioning and hand-packed activities during the quarter, which also include improvements of the mining, crushing, and milling circuits. These will support a new nameplate production capacity of 1,100 tons or B205 per month, and we expect to reach that in Q3 2021. With regard to global recovery, following these upgrades and commissioning just mentioned, global recoveries began to improve in Q2 2021, and we achieved 82.2% in June. We are also pleased to report that during the quarter, the commissioning of the company's B203 processing plant has begun, and production is expected to the end of the third quarter. B203 is an important high-purity material required in manufacturing of master alloys, chemical products, and electrolytes used in BRFDs. The addition of this product should increase the company's high-purity market share as this sector gradually recovers, and I will support the development of our clean energy division with its use in the manufacturing of electrolytes. Before moving, moving on to a brief update on our sustainability initiatives, the company continues to progress with the required work for its updated technical reports. We are cognizant with the unexpected delay experienced too far, are confident that we will be able to release this report before the end of the year. Of course, all these pandemic restrictions cause most of the, the delays in this regard. As an update, the report is aimed to upgrading our mineral resource and reserves, including expanding our mineral resources, and we'll look to incorporate the titanium pigment project. Finally, we continue to focus on including environmental, social, and governance factors in our broader company strategy and day-to-day -day operations. As a result of the late caused by the pandemic, we expect to release our updated and improved 2020 sustainability report this month. Our new report is driven by transparency, addressing a wider range of topics and new, new metrics, most notably the tracking of GHG emissions. Because of the associated restrictions due to the pandemic, many of the company's social programs planned for 2021 has been scaled back. Following the appropriate health guidance, we continue to work with the local community members throughout the first half of the year to ensure progress continued with such programs. These programs include local farming support to nearby communities, educational pro training programs for local teachers, and support of local seamstress programs, which are responsible for producing over 600,000 masks for our surrounding communities. I'm pleased to report that we have recently committed to comply with the global industry standard on tennis management by 2025 at the latest. And we passed the national, Brazilian National Mining Agency tailings inspections earlier this year. It is important to note that we recognize that the importance 
of the work conducted by the Global Taking Review. Additionally, we are also very pleased to report that the company has recently achieved the ISO 9001 Quality Management Certification for our lab and the warehouse in Brazil. To close out, we continue to remain diligently focused to deliver profitable growth in 2021, supported by a healthy balance sheet and favorable Canadian market fundamentals. As Ian noted earlier, we continue to view our entrance into the clean energy storage sector as a clear transformational opportunity to create significant value for the company, supported by the increasing sector demand and global carbon reduction targets. And with that, let me turn the call over Ernest, who will provide highlights from our second quarter financial results. Thanks, Paulo, and thanks for everyone for joining the call today. Continued momentum across all key markets has resulted in increased vanadium demand and strong revenue growth for the company in Q2 2021. During Q2 2021, the company recognized revenues of 54.3 million from sales of 3,027 tons of V2 of five equivalent, representing 546% increase in revenues over Q2 2020. Revenues per pound sold were $8.14, which compares to $3.72 per pound in Q2 2020, and that represents an increase of 119%. The substantial increase in revenues per pound sold contributed to healthy cash flow generation in Q2, building upon our solid cash position. Our balance sheet remains strong, and following the addition of a small working capital facility of $15 million, the company exited the quarter with a healthy cash balance of 80.7 million. The company recorded net income of 8.4 million and basic earnings per share of 13 cents in Q2 2021, compared with a net loss of 7 million and a loss of 12 cents per share in Q2 2020. Looking at the cost front, cash operating costs excluding royalties were $3.39 per pound in Q2 2021, compared with $1.89 for Q2 2020. The increase seen in Q2 2021 compared with last, the corresponding period last year is largely due to significant one-time VAT credits in the state of Bahia recorded in Q2 2020, as well as a reduction in the global recovery rates and the impact of higher costs arising from the planned shutdown in Q1 2021. As we announced yesterday, our 2021 cash cost guidance remains unchanged at $3.10 to $3.30 per pound and we expect to achieve both our sales and production targets through a rigorous operating and sales program during the remainder of the year. Looking ahead, our plan is to continue capitalizing on the strong demand in the vanadium markets we serve with a, with a goal of improving profit margins going forward. Largo is extremely well positioned to benefit from elevated vanadium pricing in the current environment and we anticipate generating free cash in the range of approximately $40 to $50 million for the year, inclusive of the $15 million working capital facility recently obtained in May and the repayment of our $20 million facility earlier this year. And with that, I'll hand it over to Paul for an update on our sales and trading division and on developments in the Vanadium market during Q2. Thanks, Ennis. 
and welcome to everyone joining the call today. We sold 3,027 tons of V205 equivalent in Q2, delivering both standard grade and high purity V205, as well as fair vanadium to our customers globally. Demand has remained solid in all our key markets and particularly in the steel sector. Consequently, vanadium prices continue to edge higher following limited material availability and increased demand. The average European fast market metal bulletin price per pound of V205 was $8.19 in Q2, representing an increase of 16% over Q1 2021 and 33% over Q2 2020. The current average price is $9.88 per pound of V205, and it is a view that vanadium prices should remain well above historical average throughout the second half of 2021. We've previously noted that the aerospace industry has been severely impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, but I'm happy to report that we saw an increase of more than 400% in our sales to this sector as compared to Q1. We continue to develop our footprint in all premium price sectors. In summary, Supported by a world-class vanadium supply and post-COVID opportunities, we're very optimistic about Largo's commercial positioning. And with that, let me hand it over to Ian for an outline on the advancements of our clean energy division, as we're focused on becoming a key player in the energy storage industry with a superior V-charge battery. Perfect. And... Uh... Uh, thanks very much, Paul. And um, before we um, we uh, open it up to the the Q and A portion, which I'm sure is the most interesting portion from your perspective, I do want to give a quick update on our energy storage growth initiatives. Not surprisingly, we are seeing strong and growing demand for energy storage systems, driven by you know I think a global carbon emission reduction uh, objective I think there's a particularly notable shift in demand towards the longer duration uh, duration energy storage applications which from my perspective is presumably to facilitate the integration of more renewables into the grid I think we see this market trend as supportive of our proprietary v-charge system uh, it has clear operational and economic advantages for long duration storage applications uh, over uh, other competing battery technologies. Um, you would have noted that uh, the company's proud to have, uh, have uh, outlined and announced its first V-Charge uh, battery sale with a, 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 an organization called Anel Green Power in, uh, in Spain. And under the contract, uh, uh, Largo is going to deliver a five-hour, 6.1 megawatt-hour V-Charge system for a project in Mallorca with uh, expected commissioning uh, in uh, Q4 of 2022. And while we're moving full steam ahead uh, on this project, I think I'd note we're also keen, obviously, to expand uh, our presence here in North America, and especially in California, where we're seeing the most activity given the focus on renewables in the state. And uh, I I can outline that we're in active negotiations with an industry-leading energy developer for one of their major projects, and we're excited that uh, that the product is being recognized in the industry for what it is. From a from a delivery standpoint, we're focused today on finalizing the required regulatory certifications, and those certifications are on track to be received by the end of the uh, the end of the year. 
And we're confident that the manufacturing capacity of our Boston facility, from which I'm speaking to you today, uh, is going to be sufficient to satisfy our production requirements through 2024. And so I guess in summary, before we open the lines up, I, I look forward to bringing my industry experience to assist Largo in executing on its exciting strategic transition. And I'm honored to be actively involved in the energy business while we conduct the formal search for a permanent president of our renewable energy, our energy storage business. And so with that, operator, I'd like to open the line up for questions, if you'd be so kind. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order that they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press the star followed by the two. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. Your first question comes from Heiko from HC Wainwright. Please go ahead. Hi everyone, this is Marcus Cheney calling in for Heiko. Thanks for taking my question. Um, given the increase in trade receivables, can you walk us through where you stand as of today, uh, what you expect to have at the end of the quarter, and if you have some visibility as to where you anticipate ending the year? Ernest, go ahead. Yeah, so um, in terms of our trade receivables, we, we do not see uh, any significant changes between now and, and year end. Um, we, we anticipated being in approximately the same kind of range. Um, you know, Q2 was a, was a more standard quarter if you compare it to Q1 where we had the shutdown and et cetera. Uh, so we will continue, you know, sort of expecting something in and around that same kind of range. Okay, great. That's helpful. And then uh, just to clarify um, your professional consulting and management fees at Mine Properties, almost doubled from 435,000 in Q2 2020 to 949,000 uh, in Q2 2021. Um, the number in Q1 2021 was also higher at about a million. Is this sort of the new baseline we should be using going forward? And uh, what exactly is the cash being uh, used for? Yeah, so, so the, the answer is partially yes. Um, you know, we have we have seen, you know, over the past two months, you know, we were involved, including, you know, from our mining side, um, they've been involved in various regulatory um, initiatives you know, that have caused higher higher growth on the GMA side. Um, I anticipate, you know, large reductions in GNA at that particular divisional level going forward. So, again, for that as well, I think it's reasonably representative. Okay, perfect. Thanks again for taking my questions, guys, and stay safe. Okay. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Mark. Your next question comes from Andrew Wong from RBC. Please go ahead. Um, hi, good morning. Um, thank you for taking my questions. Uh, maybe before some questions on the quarter, um, I'd like to ask maybe a more broader question strategically. Um, so Largo spent, you know, the last several years focused on becoming a tier one vanadium miner, which mostly I think has been accomplished uh, given the recent expansion is pretty much done. Um, and Ian, I appreciate all your comments on the company's shift towards being an integrated battery producer. So does this mean looking forward 
there will be a more meaningful focus on on the clean energy business for the company versus the traditional mining business? And how do you kind of balance that given the battery business is still pretty early stages, whereas the mining business is what's providing a lot of the funding and the capital for that shift? Well, um, isn't it such a isn't that the the the, the great thing about um, about combining these two organizations? We've got the experience and expertise and profitability of a very uh, successful mining operation, um, but the opportunity to be on the on the cusp and in the right place at the right time for the development of uh, energy storage products, which candidly represent, um, I'll say, a, 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 a higher economic, we can even argue societal value for our vanadium. But this is a, this is a shift. This isn't a, this isn't a switch that gets turned on uh, or off. And so our current customers will continue, obviously, to get served by our, uh, our vanadium products. And we're uh, obviously mindful of that. But, um, but as the uh, as the energy storage business continues to ramp up, and I'd mentioned that 30% CAGR a year, I think there are going to be increasing opportunities for us to put some portion of that vanadium to a higher and better use in um, in, in the energy storage business. So I, I think Andrew, uh, I'd actually really state it as a, you know this isn't we're not changing our stripes from to spots. This is really a, an organization that. Um, uh, one plus one is equal to three by combining, as I said, this uh, superior uh, energy storage technology, right place, right time, together with a with a successful and profitable miner. I don't know, if Andrew, if that's responsive to your question, because maybe I'm just I'm just repeating what I had said earlier, but but happy to to, to add more if, if if that didn't if that didn't get to the mark. No, I think I think that makes sense, um, and I appreciate that. Um, maybe just more on the Canadian market itself right now. Um, obviously, we're seeing pretty strong Canadian prices. Um, how, how do you balance, you know, wanting to sell into like a relatively strong Canadian market versus ramping up that battery business? Well, I, let me, I guess, give you a couple of comments. One is um, uh, obviously uh, uh, 100% of our uh, of our revenues and earnings are coming from vanadium sales to 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 applications other than batteries, and so uh, obviously there, I don't say today there isn't a balance. I think as the um, as the uh, battery business continues to grow, and we find a higher and I'll, I'll call it better use for that vanadium, we will shift some of that supply over to uh, to the uh, to the vanadium uh, to the uh, energy storage business. I think one of the things that's really notable about Largo as a producer of vanadium is the quality and purity of this this product, and I think that's a massive distinguishing characteristic of. Largo as a producer of vanadium, but also as a producer of vanadium for the energy storage business, um, purity really does matter. And so, um, I think I, I think uh, you know I'm not sure that there's a that we're going to have to make a Sophie's choice at this 10 seconds. Um, and then the other thing is um, our opportunities for production of vanadium vanadium um, aren't um, aren't limited in scope. And I think uh, you know clearly the opportunity to participate in this energy storage business may well justify and support expanding our uh, our sources of supply and so i think um i, I think you know our, our vanadium production business is definitely not limited by what we're doing today and, and again I, I i i if i didn't get to the mark happy to to to, to keep going andrew um no i think that i think that helps answer the question um maybe just a little bit on the quarter um looks like there's 
a little bit of iron ore sales this quarter. Can you talk about the volumes associated with those sales and, and what we can expect going forward? Thank you. Paolo, is that uh, something you want to you jump in and handle, or Paul? Yeah, I think, Paul, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Paul? Uh, yeah, Paul. I, I, Andrew. Okay, um, take it. Yes. Hi, Andrew. We, 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 we sold a limited amount of, uh, of iron ore uh, this quarter. We, we, we had to deliver many uh, sample and trial quantities to, to various customers in Brazil and outside of Brazil. Um, we, we're definitely expecting to, to run that up uh, depending on market condition. Uh, as you know, iron ore prices have been quite volatile over the past six months, uh, but uh, uh, given the, 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 the prices and market remain as strong as it is today, we're going to continue and increase the, 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 our sales into this, uh, this, uh, of this commodity. Okay, great. Thanks. I'll, I'll hop back in the queue, let other people come in. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Your next question comes from Carlos de Vialba from Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> so if I may, uh, could you be a little bit more specific on the iron ore outlook uh, for, for volumes, please? I mean, uh, at this point, you must uh, probably know how much the byproducts from your operations are going to be. And, and given that and, you know, a lot of investors got quite excited last quarter uh, on this uh, alternative or, or complementary revenue stream, uh, it would be appreciated if you can be a little bit more detailed on, on your answer uh, on that. And, and the other question I have, if I may, is on, um, on the, the sustainability of the July um, uh, production. Uh, you know, in, in the last few months, obviously, it, it was a little bit, before several reasons uh, that, that, that you already explained, production was a little bit uh, lower than, than we were expecting. So I would like to explore how do you see the sustainability of the July production um, throughout the second quarter, sorry, throughout the third quarter uh, and the implications of that that may have for, for cost. Um, in other words, do you expect, you kept your guidance uh, for production in the year, but do you expect to see a much uh, heavy fourth quarter in terms of uh, output uh, versus the third quarter? Uh, and then um, if I may <clears throat> ask on the battery business, uh, can you maybe Ian, elaborate a little bit more on the certifications that you are trying to obtain um, in the fourth quarter of 2021? Sure. Uh, you know, how much that is and how much uh, would that represent in potential uh, sales volumes uh, for next year? Sure. Well, Carlos, you snuck three questions in for one, but we'll, we won't call you out on that one. So. Um, before I turn it over to Paulo, why don't I answer the easy one first, which is um, the cer certifications that are outstanding. You know, there's the standard, I'll say, underwriters labs uh, certification, and it's really, we're a long way down through the process, and so, um, but it is a requirement for uh, the delivery of our first system uh, off to, to Spain together with um, uh, with some uh, CE uh, jurisdictional uh, approval, so um, it's a it's a process that's underway. Uh, it shouldn't be understated, though, because it's I mean, we've been working on it for for months and months and months. But we're but we are confident that by the end of the year we'll we'll have them in hand. Um, in terms of contributions, uh, you know, to the business going forward, uh, I think the market is growing fast. There's a, obviously an opportunity for us to um, uh, to expand the pipeline. I'd mentioned in my uh, in my prepared remarks that we are in active conversations for 
uh, in California, which is a hugely fertile ground. As you're probably aware, they, you know, the, the 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 amount of solar in the state has has really very much changed the 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 pricing curve associated with energy, and consequently, there is a huge opportunity uh, to create value through uh, long duration energy storage. And we're in the conversations with a with a leading developer to um, to so you know I'll say stay tuned for that one. Um, and and so I think uh, in terms of contributions, we're obviously excited to to be putting printing as many um, transactions as we can going forward. I think we are a little bit sensitive of, of sharing margins at this 10 seconds. It's you can appreciate that you know it's a competitive marketplace, and we obviously um, want to. Want, but you, I think you can do. I'll say the math fairly simply by kind of looking at the the broad. Um, you know where where energy storage systems are are are, are, are trading, and I, I I use lithium ion as your as the as a reference point. But what the nice thing about uh, our system is, you start to get to longer durations, we are definitely more competitive than lithium ion. So, uh, Carlos, I'll leave it there and turn it over to Paulo to talk to Paulo if you want to speak specifically about um about the iron ore. Paulo. Uh, yes, thank you, Carlo, for your question, uh, Carlo. We have been trying to to sell the iron ore. You know, we did a, a huge effort. Um, Paul, myself, you know, I have reaching many companies in Brazil. And and firstly, initially we we thought that our high uh, grade of of titanium and and sodium, you know, iron ore, it will be just a matter of Diluting them. If we, if we blend, let's say 10% of of our material, all the contaminants will adjust to the specification, and that's it. It can be accepted in any place, especially in China. That was what was our thought, and and when we disclosed the first the first sales, uh, it was a, a big amount, and. We thought that's going to continue in, the, in a very big way as we have, you know, huge producers and exporters of iron ore. So the, the, the amount of iron ore that we would like to sell is almost nothing compared to the amount of all the big companies in Brazil are selling to China. However, when this material reaches China, um, they, not titanium, titanium was okay because there is others iron ores with high titanium, especially in China, so they are not, they, they didn't bother about this, but they they really concern about the sodium. Sodium is not an element, an, an, a, a, a material naturally in the iron ore. Sometimes you have potassium, like some iron ore from Chile, but not sodium. So the customers are not accepting higher sodium in the, uh, or even even low, even below below specification, and so they are not accepting to have sodium in their material. They are complaining. For that reason, this blending strategy didn't didn't work. We tried to sell our material directly to China. However, the lab has been classified as a solid waste, which is is a reality. So somehow, which we think it's a, it will be easy to sell considering the high price, we have been giving some discount, but it's not being easy. Maybe some specific customer, if we, if we 
refine them. But to be frank, I will not count to, to sell the iron ore, you know, this year going forward. We'll keep trying. We will, we will looking for another strategy, which will be develop a process to produce the pig iron at site and recover the titanium slag and vanadium slag and feed them into our uh, production. So we didn't give up, but selling iron ore, I don't think it will be the case. Uh, going to the production, uh, Q2 have produced more than 1,000 tons per month of B205, and we are expecting in Q3 to have an average more, well, let's say 1,100 average per month. So we are very confident everything we have done in the, the, the beginning of the year and all the commission and improvements and overall plans, we'll get a very good result in Q3. So we are, we are very confident. We are in line with the, with the guidance that we have reported. And we are very optimistic. The market's good. So uh, everything is in favor. Thank you very much, Viana and Paolo, for your generosity in answering the three questions. Thanks, Carla. Thank you. Your next question comes from Lee Cooperman from Omega Family. Please go ahead. I have four questions. Let me just throw them out there. Can you share with us your earnings expectations for the year? Do you have a budget, Ernest, that uh, I see consensus is 51 cents next year, dollar seven? Do you think the consensus has got it right? Do you think the consensus is wrong? Second, directionally, can you talk about are the margins on the uh, clean energy contract higher or lower than the corporate average? In other words, is, um, uh, to give us some insight into profitability. Third, the economics of the vanadium trioxide processing, processing plant. You know, if you could discuss that. And do you expect to generate cash in the second half of the year? And if, and if yes, order of magnitude. Thank you. Ernest, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and take as many of those as I can. Um, let me let me start with uh, let me start with the easy one, the the cash flow expectation. So so the free cash flow expectation for the year is forty to fifty million, which means that you know anticipate us ending the year just with the cash number of something in the region of one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty million. Um, and I think that's borne out, but I just, uh, the cash flows that we saw in the quarter as well. So I feel, feel pretty confident with that. That's the same number that we guided in Q1. Um, and so we're going to be sticking with that, um, guidance as it relates to earnings expectation, you know, Lee, to be honest, you know, we, we specifically avoid doing, doing like sort of earnings guidance. And, and what we substitute is, is our cash cost per pound guidance. We have kept that intact. Um, the only things that, that would really abrogate the, the results, if you look at, you know, revenue minus, you know, anticipated cash operating costs, is things such as conversion costs or product acquisition costs over the course of the year. So those are hard to predict, you know, because we generally reactive on those things. Conversion costs, there, there are some increases, but I think the... I think we will see improvements in earnings in Q3 and Q4 because we didn't sell quite as much of our produced vanadium in this quarter as we would have liked. Um, we sold a, a fair amount of, of purchased vanadium. 
obviously you don't make the same kind of margins on that product as you would do on, on your own product. Um, but I think in terms of the earnings guidance for, for the year, um, I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get in and around that number. I uh, I hope to I hope to exit the year. So so we're cautiously optimistic. Um, this has been a little bit of a transition quarter, so we will uh, we will we will undoubtedly see improvements as long as we stay under the kind of kind of current Vanadium pricing levels in Q3 Q4. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I was quickly scribbling down here, so help me if I forgot any of these. But on the margins and the clean energy business, we we well, actually, to, go ahead. Yeah, you 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 take it. Yeah. Well, no, I I guess I yeah, I'm happy to kind of. I think there's a I'll say a, a bit of a broader answer, Lee, to uh, to that one, and um, uh, and so I mean the the the, the profits that are earned from the operation of a, a clean energy business. Uh, really come from 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 two sources. One is I'll just say manufacturing and and selling the hardware associated with a with a, a battery energy system. And in nice round numbers, uh, 60% of the cost of a of a, a battery energy storage system is that hardware. And in the case of a vanadium flow battery, the other 40% is actually just vanadium. And so um, again, without getting into I'll say. Uh, commercial sensitivity on the margins on the hardware side. I, I think it's you know, going to be it's consistent with you know I'll say normal um, electrical equipment manufacturing. I think where the where the real opportunity lies, and the thing that that I think touches me as you think about combining these businesses, is the price point for the vanadium, which is now going into a battery energy system, is no longer compared against the price of you know the value of vanadium uh, as a steel uh, additive. And so um, I think at our battery day, we I, were hope clear, sort of showing that uh, the use of vanadium in a, uh, for a battery energy storage system, where the price point is determined by alternatives uh, for, for long duration energy storage, actually represents a material increase and materially higher value than that associated uh, with the, even the current market, which is obviously strong. Uh, for vanadium as a, as a steel business. And so I think the way I might leave it to you is every pound of vanadium that we're able to sell in a, in a battery energy system um, brings uh, a higher value than that pound if it was sold uh, in, as a steel strengthening agent and also is accompanied with the normal um, production and, and manufacturing margins associated with, with producing the the uh, the balance of plant around the vanadium in a, in a battery energy storage system and and Lee if I missed your question um, and and I appreciate you have two more parts but maybe we, I'm happy to finish that off or continue that dialogue if that would be helpful. Well, you're very long on eerie theory kind of responses, but very short on the quantitative responses. You know, is there a margin of consequence on the contract, or are you giving the stuff away to buy yourself into a business? That's the question. Well, uh, well, first of all, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure I, 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 that I, I, the airy fairy. Obviously, there's commercial sensitivity here, and you're not the only people. You know, it's not only our our shareholders who are listening in, and so we're obviously sensitive to it. And obviously, in, in short, the board of which I'm a member would not be approving us participating in a business that we weren't going to. That wasn't going to be equally or more profitable than our current business. But uh, I think one of the other thing, one of the other questions you had, Lee, I think was around the, the V203 processing plant. I may have got that wrong, um, but the economics around it, and 
I wouldn't want to lead this lead you astray, so I'll, I'll invite Paolo to talk in talk you know after me. But but really, you're looking at a, at a, a, you know just a different finishing process you know for our V203. So the the overall cost of V203 versus V205, there isn't a there isn't a you know cost differential of any kind of significance. Um, but but Paolo, please you know if that's, if that's incorrect, then uh, you know please jump in. Oh well. You are, you I are guess perfect. the question is: is the profit, is the is the return on investment? What kind of return on investment is that the processing plant indicating? Oh God, it was uh, you know that it had a payback of of less than a year that project. So gotcha. and, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It, it's very it's very short uh, uh, payback uh, lead, and you know you don't have any additional cost to produce V2O3. It's just a different product because it, it produces Vito 3 not from Vito 5 It's a, from the A and B. And how, how big a market? A previous. So yeah. uh, a good mar- high margins, high rate of return. What's the volume possibility? What are you looking at in terms yeah. of volume for V203? Mm-hmm. I, I, ju- I, just, I just give you the, 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 the application for V203 is the aerospace with the companies. Uh, all the, the applications for space, they take two-thirds in V205 and one-third as V203. So we're going to increase 50% of our sales in the aerospace sector, which has the premium, and also for chemical industry. And despite that, that's the, the perfect material to produce electrolytes. So we are uh, diversifying, increasing the... Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, there are no further questions at this time. Please proceed, Alex. Thanks, operator. Uh, I'd like to turn it back over to Paulo for some closing remarks. Paulo? Sure. Happy to um, then look. I'm happy to to wrap up. Um, it sounds like uh, Apollo's um, got some connectivity issues, and so look, we very much appreciate everybody's time. Uh, obviously, we're excited by our story, and and hope our our passion for it, um, uh, it shines through, and that um, uh, that uh, uh, we feel that, as I said, we 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 have such an opportunity to to combine a couple of uh, businesses where one plus one is definitely equaling more than two and so on behalf of everyone here at Largo um, uh, thanks for you know I'd like to thank you for your time and um, look forward to sharing our progress on the next um, uh, quarterly uh, earnings call so uh, thanks very much and everyone stay safe thank you ladies and gentlemen this concludes your conference call for today we thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.